Welcome back. All right. We are still talking about our characters on this episode of Reading Chats. And this is episode number four in our series discussion of The War That Saved My Life by Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. So on our last episode, we focused on Ada, the main character and protagonist in this novel. In this episode, we get to talk about the other main characters like Susan and Jamie and Ma'am and Mrs. Thornton and maybe even a little bit about Mr. Grimes and Maggie and Stephen. And um, let's not forget our expert that we have with us, Debbie. Hi. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> okay. Um, if I don't call her an expert, I can still say that she's a former literature teacher of both high school and college. So in my mind, that makes you an expert. Okay. <laughs> okay. So are you ready to jump right in? I'm ready. Are you ready? Do you have a preference? Who do you want to start with? Well, my first, I guess I kind of think of them in descending order of complex. And to me, the next complex character after Ada is Susan. Oh, well, we agree on that. So let's talk about Susan. So Susan okay. is our caring old spinster that Ada and Jamie get sent to live with. Not by either of their choices, really. Or Susan's, yes, of course. <laughs> oh, you mean yeah. um, the kid? I thought you were talking about um, just Ada and Jamie. <laughs> neither, oh, no, neither. I Susan. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't seem too thrilled. No. So, some of her traits. Um, I mean, she is kind of a, an old spinster at the time. I mean, she's not really super old, but like from Jamie and Ada's point of view, she probably seems old. Very likely. But she's, she comes across to me as kind of a loner, but she's responsible and practical. What are some things you thought of for her? Um, all of those. I think that she has a, a I guess, the trait, in inborn trait of responsibility. Uh, she doesn't try to get out of the assignment of taking them in even though she kind of argues about it a little bit with Mrs. Thornton but she still um, in the end does what she knows that she needs to do yeah she does she takes them in and, and Mrs. Thornton kind of I mean she doesn't give Susan a lot of choice but she um Susan does try to not take them at first. She's not super excited, but she also kind of, I don't know, I was under the impression that she kind of felt like, well, this is going to happen anyway, um, but I'm not super excited about it. Right. And um, to give her credit, she did not even realize that she would get subsidized, you know, to help pay for their upkeep. And she is generous with what she has, her, her food, uh, clothes. That part was that part was interesting to me that she, you know, she was not made aware that she would get any sort of allowance to help with them, and she still let them stay. Right, and and didn't um, didn't like deprive them, you know, maybe just only offering her them the very minimum that she had 
because she wasn't getting anything out of it she pretty much offered them everything that she had right so I guess I could add generous to my list yeah I think we think I think so and what what were some of the ways that you saw her character kind of develop and evolve well she is clearly unhappy at the beginning of this not not necessarily because of taking the children in she's got her own personal griefs from her friend dying even though her friend left her her property and everything like that she'd rather have her friend back i believe um so right. she's still kind of dealing with that and she has times where she doesn't want to talk to people be around anybody she is mm-hmm. uh she kind of doesn't really neglect them but she distances herself from them at certain times at first and then she realizes how that's affecting them so she starts to change she becomes um i don't know i think she starts opening herself back up because of having to do things for them uh, it, it helps her as well as it does most people when they do something for someone else it makes them feel better too Right. Yeah. Well, cuz at the beginning I feel like she she doesn't consider herself happy maybe, but she's kind of okay with her life being a loner and not having to deal with other people and that kind of thing. She's okay that she's closed off, but she realizes she's not really happy. Right. And then and, so when she's by herself, it's clear that she would have these bad days, so to speak. or she just withdrew uh-huh. from everything and everybody and the first time she does that when they're there they don't quite know what to do about it and she realizes then that she can't she really can't um let that take over her life anymore right yeah and she does i mean like you said a minute ago she she does you know realize some of those things and start to let them back let them into kind of her I would say her circle but it's really just herself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and she's she grows to where she's more willing to um I don't know what I'm trying to say but well I her think her character sort Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say her character grows to where she's she's able to not want to be a loner anymore and and to appreciate maybe the kind of distraction that they are to kind of wallowing in her self-pity. Right. And she grows to um she goes from being just doing her duty to more, giving them more of herself as well as whatever else like making clothes for them and things like that. She comes they become more and more and more like a, a traditional family in many ways. Um she still They has, do. She has issues still, you know, their children they do things they shouldn't or whatever, but she but she starts to have fun too. Right. And bring back you know the idea of christmas and those things that she might not have even wanted to do at all if they weren't there and she didn't she starts out like she thinks oh, well we've got to do it for them even though they probably 
never really had anything to that extent. They, they clearly had no idea what Christmas really even was. Right. So she so. she changes, I think, she's not the protagonist, but probably the character that changes the most throughout the story besides Ada is probably Susan. Yeah. And, and then by the end, you, you see her going into London, a place she doesn't know and she's not familiar with because she's realized that they need to be with her and she needs to have them too right they it's yeah they they not only need her but she needs them yeah and that really makes her realize probably too that she needs other people in her life and she can't just stop like just so to speak stop living because her friend died right Anything else on Susan? Well, I don't know. I can't think of anything. I think I'm not read the sequel yet, but she probably develops a little bit more in that as well, I believe. Uh, yeah, I would expect her to. Um, so then who who do you want to do next, Jamie or Ma'am? In my, in my list, Jamie comes next. <laughs> um, maybe yeah. just because he's in more of the story than Ma'am, but I do think we know a little bit more about him. Um, because of the incidents that he was on the surface a braver person than um, than he really seems to be. You've got to remember that he's really young, six, seven years old is all. Yeah, he and is quite young. He was next on my list too. He is he's quite young. He's um, had to deal with things a kid that age shouldn't have to deal with. And he's handled them pretty he, well he has. outside. But, but at the same time, he has this element of innocence to him as well. And kind of like we talked about with Ada some too, the innocence of um, just not knowing, I guess. Right. Not knowing. And also a child that age still needs amount of emotional nurturing that he hasn't probably gotten much more from them definitely he got more from Ada but still she was only able to give him so much of that she isn't his mother she's a child as well and you find I see in those incidents that the problems he has with with um, his night accidents and some of the things that scare him somewhat normal uh, for a small child who's had his world turned upside down so to speak but also that indicates to me that he's maybe not as independent as, well, Ada thought he was at the beginning of the story because he kept wanting to go right. out and go out and go play, but he's still a much younger child than you might think he is. He is, and he comes across to me as sort of a, a blend of, on the surface, he's more adaptable. He takes things as they come, um, more so than Ada but maybe we just see that more with Ada because it's first person and we can see what her thought processes are and stuff but he seems to just kind of roll with the punches on the surface of you know all the school kids are going I'm going to we're out here in the country I'm going to school out here now but then he does have those other things, the nighttime accidents and the other indicators of stress. There's a dinner incident with him 
that kind of show he's not really rolling with the punches as well as you might think. Right. I guess that's what I was kind of trying to say too. He 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 seems not older but sort of but then he's really not. He's just a little kid. Right. Yeah. Yep. I agree with that. He's somewhat adaptable too though as well as he he gets used to the new lifestyle. He gets used to the new school and all those things for the most part. Now he does have those incidents where they try to make him be right-handed when he's left-handed, which since I'm left-handed, yeah, I can relate like to that. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, they did keep, I think the book does keep some of his um, younger kind of fun, I don't know, maybe not quite happy-go-lucky innocence and uh, the way he's fascinated with the airfield across the street and the way he idolizes the military men and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, I noticed that he was, he's building, he's kind of got his own not secret but unknown to the rest of them life by going to the airfield and get to know everybody and not only that but he could tell what the airplanes are by looking at them and say fly over or by uh-huh. listening to them and that is a, a knowledge that the others don't don't develop at that time and um That's when they go back to london i guess he he kind of the, the short day or so that they're there he just kind of goes back to his old life briefly but he's really probably grown beyond that they don't develop that a whole lot that part it happens no yeah so his changes I feel like are more subtle and more age appropriate to him right and less complex we don't know as much about yeah the only hints of his emotional distress of this whole thing are through some of the things like the nighttime accidents and um, mm-hmm. the finding of the cat uh, that becomes his you know emotional companion so to speak and some things like right. that but those are somewhat normal for his age too they are that's all I've got for Jamie do you have anything else no that's pretty much it okay who do you want to do next oh I had man next on my list so did I she's a little more I didn't find I I didn't find her very changed no not at all if anything she got worse (laughs) right she doesn't have any internal conflict changes to me that make her a very large character. She doesn't seem to have any conscience yeah. to have any internal conflict. Right. With. I, as a matter of fact, after at the end where Ada convinces her to let him go, her feeling for them is even less to me than at the beginning of the book. That it does seem that way. She, yeah, definitely that interaction Ada comes across as the most mature of the two of yes. them as far as but ma'am I I can't come up with a lot of even 
descriptive traits for her outside of just mean and selfish. She's Yeah, she's mostly developed through what she says and her actions without much insight that writers use to characterize their characters or other ways, how other people treat them and things like that. We see mostly her... Um, you know her what she ta- the way she talks to them and the things she says and the things that she d- does and hasn't done as far as caring for Ada and things like that. The only spot of place where I felt maybe a little understanding of why she got to be that way was when Ada finds the news stories about the father being killed and her having to try to make it on her own with the children and. Um, but everybody that goes into that situation doesn't turn out like her either. So, um, right. That was close, That's but that was true. about the only thing. Ma'am, to me, if you have an antagonist character, uh, which antagonist in, in you know literature can be a, a person, a character, or it can be other things. But I think she would be the only one you could probably say is a real antagonist in this book. But she tries right. to. Um, she would have not. She if, if she knew they were trying to leave, she wouldn't have let them go. Or maybe only Jamie, but she wouldn't have let Ada go. But when they go back, she's she's quite determined to make Ada back to the way she that she was. And, yes. And for no real reason at the beginning for her to keep Ada, there would have been no reason for that except just her her harsh control of her. Yeah. And I, I I did find it interesting in the novel that she, you know, ma'am is absent a lot of the, physically absent for a lot of the, the plot development and stuff. She's there in the beginning mm-hmm. and then she's back, you know, at the end. But even though she's not physically there with them, she's still there. Like she kind of haunts right. Ada. Well, in, in her mind. Like, yeah, and throughout the story, Susan has been trying to reach her to get permission to get Ada's foot fixed. So in a way, she's still an antagonist when she's not even present, keeping Ada from being able to yeah. get her foot fixed. And since we've got the first person, you know, Ada can't forget about her, and then the reader can't either through those different right. suggestions of, you know, Susan writing her and Ada writes her at one point and so yeah yeah she's she's one of those she's kind of a yeah she's one of those important she's a minor character as far as being in the story but she is an important character as far as affecting this the the whole outcome the beginning from the beginning to the end in a way so she is a a key character that way yeah an undeniable impact for sure right who else is on your list? Well, I had Mrs. Thornton and her daughter, Margaret, who Ada immediately starts oh, calling. Yeah. I called her Maggie earlier. Well, that's what <laughs> Ada calls her. And so, you know, but, um, yeah. and then I had um, the, the the gentleman that works for them, Fred Grimes, that, which they start calling Fred right away. The only other one I had listed was mm-hmm. um, Stephen White. There's a hint of him developing and it, happens a little bit in the story but maybe more will come in that in the sequel so that's the ones I had too so um, just we can go through them quickly if you want Mrs. Thornton I feel like is kind of um, authoritative 
maybe borderline pushy. Yeah, um, determined, one of those community type leaders that gets things done, so to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Mr. Grimes, he, he tends the horses for the Thorntons. Mm-hmm. And he's key in that he's way, really, as far as Ada's development. He's really caring caring and he's he's to me he just seems like a nice older man right and he's been lonely too his wife has passed away not too long before the story and so um it's kind of a good outlet for him to help ada and eventually jamie gets involved too with them which gives them a little bit of Mm -hmm. a father figure that they maybe never had more maybe like a grandpa figure maybe (laughs) yeah maybe like a grandpa figure that's true well, what about Maggie? What did you think of her? Well, it's the beginning of a, a normal friendship for Ada, even though as they begin, they have... And she's never had she's that. She's never had that. She doesn't even know how to deal with that. Uh, but Maggie, I think it's a good example of their... The Thorntons are the landed, wealthy people in the area. And um, uh-huh. Susan is probably comfortably okay but definitely Ada and Jamie are, are know nothing about those kind of um, social classes at the time. But Maggie, right. even Mrs. Thornton, they don't treat them very much different, really. You hear some of the people talking about the, the children that came from the city and how awful they look and how dirty they are and everything. But overall, Maggie just te- treats Ada like another person that she met. And she kind of, and she wonders why Ada doesn't write her back when she starts to write her letters. And she thinks it's because, because Ada doesn't want to be friends, but she doesn't know until Ada finally tells her that she right. And I wanted to touch on that too, because their their first interactions are not really friendly. Not super. mm -hmm. And they, they're the when Maggie gets thrown from the horse is kind of where they start seeing each other's actual people you know Mm -hmm. peers kind of and but then like you were just saying Maggie Maggie becomes sort of a almost an invisible driving force of motivation for Ada to learn to read and write and and that was just through kindness and friendship because Maggie wrote to Ada in the first place from boarding school and um, that I think that's part of that those those that incident amongst others with some of the other characters are part of Ada's developing her character that leads to things you could talk about with the theme as far as the changes in her and and, and learning to recognize not just who she is as a person but what she wants as a person and didn't even right. know that she wanted to have friends you know she didn't know what they were probably <laughs> yeah she didn't know what they were she didn't know if she was missing them or if she wanted them or anything like that so, so that I think is the key reason that she's she, in there and the same with Stephen well that I was going to say that can lead us into mm-hmm. Stephen too because Ada kind of thought they were friends until she actually met yes. him <laughs> and, and not that they're not friends because Stephen's still a nice guy but he had no idea that Ada could talk or right. any, you know, had any normalness to her. 
all he knew is he saw her up in that window but then he is still nice enough to to literally carry her right. to the train i did think that he might get a little more developed in this story maybe there's more in the sequel but there's the several instances that he tries to get her to come and visit with him and the uh, colonel that he's staying with um and that and by the and by the time he does that i think ada has learned enough that she knows that she doesn't know enough to go on a social call like that she's real timid about it three invitations finally goes and by then she has learned a few things about how you interact with people when you meet them and some things like that she's still nervous about it but she finally does go um but to his credit he kept inviting her right. so mm-hmm. he was you know he was that much more curious about her yeah i feel like it so, was a he was a character that you know sh- shows other examples of of how she learns to interact with people but also maybe a little bit of what they call foreshadowing of you know maybe more to come later and i may be wrong about that but it just came you kind of thought from the beginning of the story yeah i'm trying not to say much about yeah i know you've read it and i haven't yet, <laughs> <laughs> so but i and i kind of thought of him as like um that he was the not symbol but he was the representative of maybe most of her peers i mean i think he's slightly older than she is but most of the people that she would have seen from the window so to speak right would be like would be like him kind of nice but they really have no idea mm-hmm. why she's in the window and but he he is a nice guy right. he does give her a chance he does continue to uh, treat her well and invite her over for tea and stuff so right and and even though he's surprised that she can talk and those kinds of things he he gets past that he okay well okay that's good you know so and then you yeah. know he's the one and he you can tell with his character the fact that he stays there in the uh with the placement person that he was staying with because he didn't want to leave him because he's elderly and he's got nobody to take care of him and that shows some good things about Stephen's quality as well as his personality that he cares and, and that and carrying ada uh physically carrying her on the on the journey he he seems to have a a good sense of duty right and and concern and and compassion too i think yeah yeah so i think that's all of the characters i think so uh you know there's minor just parts of the story type characters policemen by those kind of things that yeah the teachers and that kind of thing can't list every single person (laughs) No, I think that's a good a good core of the the characters in the book. So we can finish this episode here. All right. And then we can get ready for our next episode. All right. But thanks for being with us and we hope that you all will join us again for the next episode as well. So thanks and we'll see you next all time. All right. Bye.